Welcome to the Seattle Public Library's podcasts for teens. These teen podcasts are by teens and for teens. They run the gamut from author readings and music performances to discussions and book reviews by the Teen Center Advisors. These podcasts are brought to you by the Seattle Public Library and Foundation with the help of the library's teen advisors. To learn more about our teen programs, including how to become a Teen Center Advisor, visit our website at www.spl.org. To learn how you can help the library by volunteering or supporting its foundation, go to www.foundation.spl.org. Hi, um, my name is Teresa, and for the month of November, I read the book called The Right and the Real, which wasn't a very good book because it was a rewrite of Leaving Fishers by um, Margaret Peterson Haddix, who I love, and I love the book Leaving Fishers, which was written in 1997, actually. So it's about a cult, and it's... Don't... Read read Leaving Fishers. Leaving, Leaving Fishers is a really good book. Okay. But so thumbs down to The Right and the Real? The Right and the Real is very cliche. It's it's bad. It's a bad book. Okay, all right, all right. It's so boring. Well, I reviewed The Running Man by Stephen King. I think writing as Richard Bachman. I don't understand why he's doing that. But however, <laughs> I really enjoyed the book. Um, it... Partially because I, I started reading it because it's a dystopian novel, and after Hungry Williams, I needed another dystopian novel to read. So I picked up this book. Also, it had a pretty cool cover. Not mentioning that fact, I enjoyed it. It was like really thrilling, suspenseful. Um, what else about it? The idea is there. It's a um, this poor man who's recently unemployed, he has to get medicine for his daughter, so he auditions to go on a game show. And these game shows aren't like our game shows where it's just like, oh, like trivia, and then you win money. It's where you kind of, you push yourself physically, and then you can get injured or ultimately killed in some of them. And it's all to like get money. So he gets on the, he lands the spot in the ultimate show called The Running Man, where he has to try to evade capture and being killed for a month. And if he does so, he gets $1 billion. And for every hour he stays alive, so he gets $100. But, but if he gets killed, then he gets killed. So that's very unfortunate. <laughs> and it had a, like, a kind of interesting twist at the end, which I didn't quite foresee, which I also really liked. <clears throat> I read the, the Future of Us by Jay Asher and Carolyn Mackler. I think that's her name. Uh, Jay Asher wrote uh, 13 Reasons Why, which I actually haven't read, but I've been told to read it for like two years now so I was like I guess if you wrote something good once I heard it on an NPR book review on Sundays they have the book talk and Jay Asherwood was featured with 13 Reasons Why yeah I mean it's a a really good book as I understand it I I don't know I'm working on that I actually did not like that book I mean it was like yeah suicide and all that but for some reason I just didn't like the book it wasn't as good as the what was it the 39 the 39 deaths of Adam Strand why wasn't it as good well see it's I don't know why I I don't exactly three times as many (laughs) in 39 (laughs) (laughs) well okay so I this month I reviewed um, the 39 deaths of Adam Strand and so usually I think there's a general idea of what um, suicide is, what causes it, like depression or like your own issues. 
And this book, the main character, Adam Strand, had none of that. He, he wasn't depressed. He was like, as like the book describes, he was bored. And so he goes on this, the book is mostly about like some sort of like, it's just how he thinks. And then, it, I don't know how exactly to describe that, but. It was a, it was a un- unique approach. It, it was a unique approach to it, yeah. yeah. It, I, it made me look at it in a totally different way than what it's usually portrayed as. Oh yes, back to the future of us. Uh, it just it just kind of made me hate Facebook. It's about people who discover Facebook about ten years before it's invented. It wasn't any better ten years ago than it is now. <laughs> that much. No. It's just it's, yeah. I mean, it was a decent book, but it wasn't good enough that I was willing to suspend disbelief that you could access Facebook from an AOL account. So. <laughs> Taking AP computer science. I know it can't I was sort of, when I was looking at that book, I expected it to be a lot like the, um, who wrote Little Brother? Cory, Cory Doctorow. Doctorow. Oh. Cory Doctorow, but it wasn't as good. It, it was, it was chiclet oh. a little bit. It was like imitation Cory Doctorow, like Cory it Doctorow was, for it, girls. There was no time travel. <sighs> there was no, it was, was it I mean, it wasn't bad. It just, I, I was expecting, like, something more thrilling than... Was it science I'm no longer married to this guy on my webpage from the future. <laughs> I was a little less interested in that. <laughs> I read um, a book by David Sedaris, Dress Your Family in Corduroy and Denim. <gasps> and I loved it. I read quite a few of his books. And um, I, you know, it's kind of, I think it's... Yeah, it's a memoir, and it's all these little stories about his family, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. I've read, yeah, his, they all kind of blend together, because they're all these little life moments of him growing up, and then older, and there's, it's not chronological, really, but it's interesting, to. he's so funny, so it's sort of a funny take on, you know, his dad is pretty homophobic, and he's, like, trying to come out, and, but he's doing it in a humorous way. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I reviewed Hush Hush. It's a kind of like a chick book, and I didn't, like, do any books about, like, suicide and stuff because um, <laughs> I wanted something cheerful, but it's actually kind of like fallen angels and fantasy because I kind of got obsessed with Twilight. I was that girl in class, and I don't know, like, I fell in love with Patch. He was, like, a guy, and, like, he was, like, kind of like that guy that was like the mysterious bad boy and I fell in love with him and Nora also she was like the main character and so she tries to push Patch, Patch away but Patch is actually trying to kill her but um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they fall in love at the end they love it. yeah but it's actually just like a battle between like the fallen angels and like the immortal angels and it's actually really interesting because like the characters are like kind of like what you'll see like typical teenagers and it has, like, a lot of comedy, and, like, you can really relate to it, and, like, I ended up, like, laughing a lot during the book, and, like, people just look at me like I'm a weirdo. <laughs> it was really sad. <laughs> but that was, it was a really good book. You get, you girls should read it, definitely. Angels are the new vampires. Has anyone noticed that? Didn't the we next talk about this thing. last year? Yeah, <laughs> it might have. So I was like, whoa. <laughs> what happened? Angels. But on that, tan- like, tangent, have you read Fallen? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've, mm-hmm. like, read all, like, Other, the- yeah. 
Angels, vampires, um, werewolves. Yeah, it's pretty you sad. You watch Supernatural? Yeah. You would, have you seen Twin Peaks? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I did my blog post on Twin Peaks. Um, we have, in the library, there's the soundtrack, all of the DVDs, and a reference book that's who's who and what's what in Twin Peaks. And it takes place sort of in a similar time of year where it's just cold and miserable and Washington and cloudy. And I didn't realize how long ago 1990 was. (laughs) (laughs) Until I started watching that show. No, because I was born in 1996, like December of 1996. And I think, I don't know, that's six years before I was born. Yeah, dinosaurs were on the earth. They did, hey. A time ago. (laughs) No one existed before I was born. (laughs) Um. I read, I talked about this earlier, but I read the Cirque du Freak books, and I haven't talked about this more. Yeah. They were a little overshadowed by the the Harry Potter books, because they came out at the same time. It started in the late late 90s, and they went into the next, yeah, couple years. But it's like a 10-year span when he wrote the books. And they're all pretty, they're much shorter than the Harry Potter books. They're all, they get, they, they get almost 300 pages near the end. But it's just the characters, and it's not even, it, it could have, I don't know, uh, it could have been about something that's not vampires, and I would have loved every, every minute. Do you want to say something to you? Well, see, the thing about this series, I went by it so fast because they were really good books. I mean, the characters, you just actually do, like, like the characters no, a really lot. Character, yeah. Every single character in the book it's shows up at the, near the end. Yeah. It, it's, I love it. it's probably one of the best series I've ever read. Yeah. yeah. And the it's all about the main character and it's written uh, a first person. It has one of the best endings in any series. It's, yeah. it's written it's, it was written for a younger version of me. I read it in sixth grade and I loved it then. And there's a lot of action. It's really action heavy and what's it about? It's about a boy, Darren Shand, who's the author, it's written kind of like a biography. Yeah. He explains it in the end of the book. It's, it's really good. But he becomes a vampire's assistant. And I think I started reading these. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> no, and, and it's with the autopsy, and where they, yes. they teach him, like, okay, you're going to yeah. die, but you need yeah. to make sure you don't he, have an autopsy. Oh, my gosh, I love that book. I picked it up at the Scholastic Book Fair. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Did I've you never read, read all any, of them? No, I've just read the first one, you, and you I wanted need, to read the rest of them. You, you have to read, you have to read all of them. I actually think I got to read, like, four. Time. I got to read, like, four pages of it at the end. Yeah. Of a book where they give you like the next book by this oh, author. Wow. Uh, oh my goodness! D- don't watch you, the movie, please. Don't watch the movie. I actually saw the movie first. I was here, Ooh. and they had free slips, <gasps> and I saw it a week before it came out. And it does an annoying thing. It's the same thing that, Sp- that the Spider Spiderwick Chronicles movie did. It took the very beginning of the first book and the part of the end, and they they took out all the exciting part. Oh. They go in the books. They go to Vampire Mountain, where all the vampires live, and there's all this there's all this crazy stuff. There are these like. Uh, like anti vampires are like the evil vampires because vampires don't actually. There was a monkey girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's. I, there's I saw girl. the movie like a couple of years after the books, and I just. Oh. Also, the biggest like plot twist ever that happens near the end of the books happens halfway through the movie, and it totally ruined. It was such movie. a disappointment. It was worse disappointment than the movie Aragorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Well, that, yeah, that was. But the Cirque du Freak books, I can't recommend them highly enough. Um, they're really action-heavy. They're really cliffhanger And the first couple of books aren't as good as the other ones. They're kind of written for 12-year-old yeah. boys, but 
they get so complicated. They're also they're as gory as some of other some of the other stuff that Darren Shannon's yeah. done. But it, it gets pretty intense yeah. here. That you Wait, how many are in the series? There's twelve. There's twelve. Yeah. I recently also bought. I have like hundreds of dollars of store credit at Pegasus <laughs> Exchange in West Seattle because I've been going there for years. So I just I was like, wait, you have all the. Also, I, w- I want to talk about the, the book covers. <laughs> they have part of. The, they have probably the worst. I know they covers. really do. Yeah, don't yeah, they? yeah. Of all time, and yeah. they've been they they recently reprinted them with oh, really? the covers, but. Yeah. It's, How does the new ones? What do the new covers look like? Uh, they're kind of. It's kind of has like a show, like a sh- like show lights, um, like Cirque du Freak, and then just exciting, more, not crappy little clip art. Basically. I know they look like they've made Microsoft Word and then printed out and then yeah. laminated. Yeah. It, it looks like it, the whole book was produced by a twelve-year-old. It, it was also written by a twelve-year-old. So it's very realistic then, mm-hmm. in that sense. It's, it's just such a great series. Yeah. Has anyone read The Night Circus? Because that just sort of reminded me of it. I think it's pretty different, yeah. but um, I sort of like that. It was sort of interesting, like, if you guys have seen The Prestige, that movie, very similar in, like, these, like, feuding magicians and things like that, but I didn't like how it sort of went on this, real, like, romance tangent that just wasn't, didn't end up being very interesting, yeah. Does anybody else hate totally nonsensical romance tangents? Yeah, like where a it's, divergent. It's yeah. why. Why? Why is this? Why is this a romance story? I don't understand the point of her being in a relationship. What? Um, I was listening to an NPR broadcast. I listen to a lot of NPR. Um, yeah. You know. <laughs> about um, the the character in a film who is an assassin, and um. She doesn't have a romance, like, there's no romantic component of it. And it was just really confusing for everybody. All the critics were saying that she's not a likable character because she's not, you know, tempered by having a romantic interest. And it just really irritates me when, like, the book that I read, um, it was The Right and the Real. There was no reason for her to fall in love with her coworker, it just didn't make sense. It actually felt super out of place, and I just hate that. Does anyone else hate that? Mm-hmm. Let's try to be like the whole realistic, like it's not supposed to happen, but it ends up anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's an editor reads it and tells you that you should add something to it, author, <laughs> that'll make it sell more copies. I think that's what happened to Divergent. Yeah. Is that the one that's going to Here's a great idea. I saw the trailer. Author. The trailer's pretty, because yeah. okay. it's a really action heavy book, but the, I didn't read the second book, or the third one just came out. Oh, but there's. There's a boy, and she just starts making out with him like halfway through for no reason at all. <laughs> they just they just end up together for. Uh, I think that's okay. Well, don't, don't say anymore. I do mm-hmm. actually want to read that book. <laughs> this podcast was presented by the Seattle Public Library and Foundation, and made possible by your generous contributions to the Seattle Public Library Foundation. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.